Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Okay, get ready for this. So 63% of Americans drink coffee daily. As you know, I always do my homework, and there was a fun article about coffee consumption among college students. The top reasons of why they drink coffee, the first one was because it helps them feel awake. Hello, I mean, that's a no-brainer. They enjoy the taste was the second. The third was the social aspects of consumption of coffee. Then the fourth was improved concentration, followed by improved physical energy and then mood. So I thought it'd be interesting to go to the streets and find out, why do you drink coffee? I drink a lot of coffee and a lot of tea. I drink like two cups of coffee and like three cups of tea a day. It's not great. It's more habit. I love coffee. I'm probably addicted to it. I have like two cups a day. It's great. Keeps me awake. I've drank a cup of coffee a day since I was 15 probably. Drink it with half and half, no sugar. I love coffee. I don't drink coffee at all. It kind of makes me anxious and makes my heart rate go up pretty quickly. I really want to save it for when I'm like very, very sleep deprived. I drink coffee regularly, probably too much coffee, two, three cups a day. It first started out as like, okay, it tastes good or like uh, energy or whatever, but at this point it's just like, I'm used to working while I drink coffee. If I don't, I just feel like something's missing. I drink coffee almost every day, maybe two or three cups with milk. It gives me energy and caffeine that I need to study and be fresh. Although I'm sure that I can switch to a more healthy option. I'm just too addicted. I love coffee, and I want, I've been wanting to do a segment on coffee forever. I have a special guest here in the studio. Her name is Elizabeth Ward. She's a registered dietitian, and she has a master's degree get ready, from Boston University. So she's a terrier. She's a fabulous nutrition um, communicator. She uh, has written several books, including uh, Expect the Best, What Your Guide to Healthy Eating Before, During, and After Pregnancy. And she has a blog that the name is is fabulous. It's called betteristhenewperfect.com. Is that just perfect or what? So she is here because she does so much nutrition communications. She writes, uh, she's on TV all the time. And but most important, this is the only reason why she's really here is I have never seen anybody love coffee and know so much about coffee than Elizabeth Ward. In fact, when you go on her Instagram pages, all you're going to see are pictures of coffee and her dog. That's it. I don't think she has any other life. So that's why I invited Liz to come on here to help us figure out, you know, why is, you know, what is with all the coffee and all the coffee consumption? And, and Liz, I did some homework and you you know, bottled water is the number one beverage of choice among Americans. We actually did a whole episode on bottled water. But number two is? Coffee. Yes. Bing and go. Right. 
Exactly. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't need a PhD to figure that out. No, do you don't. <laughs> you, you, you don't. I love coffee. You know that. That's why I'm here. Right. That's right. So let's start off to confession. So how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Well, I think you're going to be surprised. Oh, what? Because I only drink one. Oh, yeah, but how big is it, honey? It's huge. <laughs> But oh, what? she knows me. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like a mug, like a bowl. It looks like it's a soup bowl. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a size, it's, it's so big, the mug is so big that you couldn't fit it into any, you know, cup holder right. in a car. Can you just, fit, all right, this is the question. Can you put it in the microwave? Or is it too big for the microwave? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I do manage to get it in the microwave, but it takes two hands. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, I, but, you know, I use it, I use the coffee because I love it, but I use it as a vehicle for milk, yes. too. Yes. So I put about four ounces of milk in there, so I probably drink 12 to 16 ounces of coffee right. a right. day. Right. But, man, I enjoy that cup like, yes. like nobody's business. Yes. You know, I, you know, I was in private practice 100 years ago, and, you know, my clients, I'd want them to get more milk in the diet because of the calcium and vitamin D, you and I know that. And so they say, I, I don't like drink, I don't want to drink milk. I said, do you like coffee? And I said, go get a latte. Because when mm-hmm. you get a latte, order a latte, that is a lot of milk. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to get milk and vitamin D and calcium in your diet. I think a latte has the equivalent of a, what, a cup of milk? Yes, it in is. It? It, it's, it's actually more milk than coffee. Okay. Yeah. So so you get a glass of milk right. in your coffee and you're, everyone's happy. Right. That's exactly right. right. So your bones are happy, your vitamins is happy. I also read that 60% of coffee drinkers drink Gourmet coffee. Hmm. Now, what's your favorite? I can say brand names. You can say brand names. Go ahead. Okay. Starbucks. Starbucks? Okay. I'm a Starbucks okay. fan. Okay. Whatever. And what, is, is there like a special like flavor or just no? Pike Place. Okay. Pike Place. Okay. Yeah. Or Breakfast Blend. Breakfast Blend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Breakfast Blend. Mm-hmm. Pike Place. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to try those. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, uh, have a sweet tooth. So I'm like hazelnut, mm-hmm. French vanilla, and I found one new. Ready? Mexican chocolate. Oh, now that's something I might go okay, for. But yeah. I don't drink flavored coffees, generally speaking, but that's a flavor I try. Yes, it, it's superb. It's actually mm-hmm. excellent. So, Miss Coffee, uh, mm-hmm. Java, Miss mm-hmm. Java, mm-hmm. USA, what are some of the health benefits of drinking <gasps> coffee? Because finally, we have something that has ridiculous amount of health benefits. So, help us out with this. There are so many health benefits of coffee, um, including decaf coffee. So, that's Really important, I think, to point out that a lot of the research that I'm about to mention includes decaf coffee. Mm. So a lot of these studies are observational, Mm -hmm. and they're large. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're never going to say that drinking coffee replaces healthy habits, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Right. So anyway, with that preface, I mean, I'll have to say that, um, you know, we drink so much coffee, we Americans, that it's the leading source of antioxidants in our diet. Okay. No way. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Real, because, you know, when you think of antioxidants, you think of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. When, when were you going to tell me that? Well, huh? I wanted to spring it on you, and I like to save some surprises. I mean, we've <laughs> known each other a long time, so. Wow. You know. But you know something yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It does. Well, it's a plant. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a bean, coffee bean. Hello. So it's a plant, and we drink so much of it that, you know, it, it's a huge contributor. Wow. Yeah. So with that said, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing about antioxidants, if, if for anybody who doesn't know, 
it's they're a class of substances that protect our cells mm. against damage, you know, mm -hmm. everyday damage mm -hmm. um, that could lead to chronic diseases. It, uh, coffee also has some B vitamins, some magnesium, and some potassium, two mm -hmm. minerals, the magnesium and the yeah. potassium that we don't get enough of. Right. So I, I don't know the stats about how much potassium right. coffee contributes, but I hope it's enough. Yeah, but, you know, if you put milk in it, yes. you're going to add potassium. You get even more. Right, that's right. There we go. So a there latte is probably through the roof. Right. But anyway, so what are the exact, you know, diseases that we're talking about? Well, coffee drinking over a long period of time is associated with a lower risk of cancer. Mm -hmm. Some long-term studies have shown that regular coffee drinkers have a lower risk for type 2 diabetes. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, very. And coffee may help prevent heart disease and possibly Parkinson's disease. So now we're looking at oh. some neurological that's you know, research. Mm -hmm. Really, it is. That was the studies that I saw. It was a lot of coffee, right? You know, maybe like six cups a day yeah, for right. Parkinson's disease. But hey, yeah, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> it, if they can find out yeah. what if they can do the research to find out what the heck it is in the coffee that's potentially contributing, that would be great. Well, coffee has a thousand different compounds in it. No, yes, you're kidding. Me. No. It's very, very complex. So is it the caffeine that's having the effect? Mm -hmm. Is it one of those antioxidants? Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. it some other compound? Well, it's hard to tease it out. Together. Usually working together is, well, that's the way food works, right? right. It's right. the whole matrix. It's right. everything, and that's why a healthy diet works. Right, right, right. So, so, you know, the good news I love about coffee, because the latest dietary guidelines came out, and they said that, you know, moderate amounts of coffee um, are fine, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and people want to hear fine, but is it the moderate amounts of coffee or moderate amounts of caffeine? What is it? I think that what they were getting at was mm -hmm. limiting caffeine. Okay. I think they were talking about caffeine because, as you know, caffeine is found in a wide array of products, and I think they were maybe, you know, trying to figure out what should we give people as a limit. Right. So they said, yeah, 400 milligrams of, of caffeine a day is right for a lot of people, is about right. right. Now, everyone's different. Yeah. So that may bother you. Right. 400. That's so, right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wanted to also talk about you, and you alluded to this, the mental health effects okay. of drinking coffee will definitely boost my mood every day. Um, <laughs> and that needs <laughs> to be boosted on a lot of days, it I might does. say. It um, does. It also increases your alertness and your attention span, and it could reduce anxiety and improve your mood. And you mentioned some of that in right. that study, right. or that survey that you right. talked about. Liz, I don't understand that. You've got to help me out. Okay, I, I understand it could, you know, energy levels and concentration, but how could it reduce anxiety? Because I think of caffeine as a stimulant. Like, mm -hmm. I think you're making jittery. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, mm -hmm. can you explain that? Well, I can't explain it. I can, uh, you know, from a scientific standpoint, right, yeah, from right. a but I can tell you from a personal standpoint, okay. when I have my coffee, I feel like I can do so much more, so my anxiety level goes down. Oh. That's one thing. You know, I feel like I'm set for the day. I've got that caffeine in my brain. I've got all those mm -hmm. other wonderful things going on in the coffee. I don't even know what it is. It's like magic. And... You know, but yeah, look, to your point, some people are very sensitive to right. caffeine, and if they already have anxiety and depression, right. it can make it worse. Okay. You've got to know your own body. Right. And I've had people say to me, I can't drink coffee. It makes my anxiety worse. It makes me too jittery. Right. You know, that's interesting what you said, that you have your cup of coffee and I can work. You know, I'm wondering if it's because... 
the, you had your coffee, and now you can concentrate, mm-hmm. and therefore you're very efficient about getting the, you know, whatever you're working on that day, and this way you're, it calms you down. Like, you know, it does. In other words, uh, it's, 12, it's 12 noon, and look, I got it mostly done already. So now it's like, let's relax, mm-hmm. because, you know, that project is almost sealed. Right. That's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, nev- I never actually thought about that. Mm-hmm. So when you say that 400 milligrams of caffeine for the average Joe and Josephine on the street is okay. What, like, what, can you translate that into cups of coffee? Like, how many cups of coffee is that? Well, that's hard because caffeine levels are different in different types of coffee. So you actually have to go on to, let's say, a website of your favorite, you know, coffee purveyors. So Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks and find out. And I've done that, you know, when I've you know, done research about right. coffee for my books, and I found out that a Starbucks 16 ounce has 330 milligrams. No kidding! Mm-hmm. Wow, well, 16 ounces isn't that you know big? No, 16 ounces is not that big. Right. And I just want to tell you, um, we're going to put up a picture of Liz and myself with a stack of Dunkin' Donuts cups in front of us. Um, we have enough to to basically enough caffeine in here for the entire body of listeners at Spot On. But I want to tell you, Liz, I'm pointing to this, and we'll put this up on the up Spot On Facebook page. That's a, that's 16 ounces mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's a small. Mm-hmm. That's a small at Dunkin' Donuts. So if, you, if a 16 ounce has 300 and something, you're almost at that upper level. You are. And again, <clears> it's <throat> very, you know, personal, your tolerance for caffeine. Now, right. Habitual users, as we call them, you, you and know, I, of, you yeah, and I. of caffeine, could probably take a little bit more right. and not be phased by it. Some people might consume more caffeine and have trouble sleeping at right. night, which is another thing that we we haven't mentioned yet. I mean, if it gets in, if it interferes with your ability to sleep, concentrate, you know, get through the day, it's too much caffeine. But the coffee itself, I mean, if it was decaf. You know that that would be fine, right? Um, because again, we don't we don't not really sure like which you know compound is giving the health benefits, right? Right. But we do know that the caffeine is giving us the alertness. Now, when I was pregnant, at, and I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and I would get the small, it was ten ounces. Oh, isn't that interesting? Because yeah, because you know, yeah, because because your your baby is now like thirty. How old's your baby? Um, twenty five. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. this was many years ago. Many many years ago, but I would get half decaf and half okay. regular. So he's getting about five ounces of coffee. But that brings me to the point that you know pregnant women have a different level. Yes. Um, limit. So it's 200 milligrams right. of, of caffeine a day. So again, back to that Starbucks that you might have been used to drinking before you got pregnant. Right. It's 330. Now you should go to about half of that. So that's, you know, from the March of Dimes and from other organizations that are basing it on research. Caffeine can cross the placenta. Okay. Okay. But it's unclear what harm it would do yeah. a developing child and if it if it does. It's very difficult to do caffeine research. I mean, you're never going to do what we call yeah. the gold standard of studies, which is a randomized control trial and feed pregnant women caffeine and see what happens to their baby. Right. All you can do is go back and say to women, how much coffee did you drink? Right. You know, and so there's some reports that uh, excess caffeine can cause miscarriage or restrict a baby's growth, but the research is not conclusive. Still, 
I err on the side of caution whenever we're talking about pregnancy. And, you know, it's good to just limit it to 200, but don't worry if you drink a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's uh, that, you know, women, uh, when they first get pregnant, they're like, they, they don't even want to breathe the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, God love them for, you know, taking care of their bodies and mm-hmm. their babies. So I know that's a good, good point to get out there. You had mentioned that it could cause too much jitters, but it can actually increase physical activity, physical performance, can it? Yes, it can. And again, this is going to be temporary. Yes. Um, I always have, like I have a cup of tea before I run. Well, that's the caffeine. Right. And um, I, I do that before I exercise. I could never get through my workout without the caffeine. It gives me that little uh, extra push. And it does in, in athletes, and a lot of athletes will use big doses of it. But again, I'm not, I'm right. not an expert in that, but it, right. does, it right. does enhance you know performance. But again, you don't want to go overboard. You it's know, not going to make you a better athlete. Right. That's exactly. You're not going to turn into Tom Brady by having a Dunkin' Donuts extra large. I don't think he drinks coffee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode on him and his diet, which, which we love him. Okay. But I think, and uh, I think we did an episode on what to eat before, during, and after you work out. And I think our sports nutritionist said that the NCAA will test. Mm-hmm. And if they have too much caffeine, they can be bounced. Yeah, well, yeah. caffeine's a drug. Uh, yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm, we were talking about it, and sometimes people joke about it. And uh, frankly, I'm a little bit addicted to it. I mean, it would take me a long time to, to get off of the, the even the little bit of coffee that I, that I drink. I mean, it's not a massive amount of coffee, but that would take probably weeks. But it's okay, but right. it's still a drug. Right, right. You know, it's interesting you said that because I very stupidly did something many years back I said, I am going to stop drinking caffeinated coffee. And I said, I'm stopping tomorrow. And let me tell you, Elizabeth Ward, I had a headache the size of the Queen Mary Mm -hmm. for days. Mm -hmm. And so when, if you're going to wean, you know, wean yourself off, you have to do it gradually, don't oh, you? Oh, yes. Do not go cold turkey. Yeah. I mean, there are times when you're very, very sick and right. you don't want to see coffee, but you already have a headache from right. being sick for right. having a cold or the flu or something, right? I um, mean, you don't want to see coffee, but oh my, I've done that too. And it's like, you know, that is the stupidest thing right. I've ever done. Um, so you want to just maybe go, you know, go half decaf, half regular mm-hmm. and kind of just wean yourself off. It takes seven days. If you quit cold turkey, it would take seven days for the caffeine to leave your body entirely. And that headache that you get, no amount of Motrin right. would touch it. Right. There's something about that headache, that caffeine headache, that you cannot get rid of. Yeah. I'm telling you, that was the longest seven days of my life. Mm-hmm. I was not a happy puppy. So, and the people around you, were they happy? They weren't. They left after the first day. <laughs> well, do you blame you know, them? I, 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 all right. All right. It's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> no. I mean, I wouldn't want to be around me. Right. 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 All right. So, so we know that it can cause negative things like jitter. But what you said about the sleeping mm-hmm. is very, very interesting because... We, we're going to do a whole episode on sleep because sleep has become the thing because without sleep, everything goes down the shooters. And, um, you know, I had read that for some people who are very sensitive to caffeine have got to stop the caffeinated bed beverages at noon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to affect 
mm-hmm. their sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, sleep is very complex, especially as you get older, it gets worse. And I mean, when you're in college, you're just, I mean, my daughter just came off a week of finals and she's yeah. exhausted. Mm-hmm. So when you're in college, you're really juggling so many things. And sleep is of the utmost importance to your health and but it's tough you know when you're trying to be alert during the day and get all this stuff done Mm -hmm. and all your studies or maybe you're working as well Mm -hmm. it's crazy because you get into this cycle where you you're almost you're having too much caffeine and then you can't get to sleep or the sleep isn't high quality and then you get up the next day and you're tired and you need more caffeine. It's like being the mother of an infant. Yeah. You know, it makes you crazy. And then you can't get the sleep, the deep sleep that you need. So you need to, again, know your body. I mean, I stop drinking caffeine around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If I have anything past that, I'm not going to get to sleep at night. And I get up very early in the morning, and I'm not going to give that part up. So um, I need to do that to get things done. So. Um, I, you have to know what's right for you. Right. That's so true because we, we get into this bad habit uh, during college and graduate or even like it, at, at the workplace. Like if you're working on a project that you have to bang out in two weeks and you deprive yourself of sleep, you're really not – all the caffeine in the world is not going to replace that sleep. And, and you need the sleep for the brain to think for you to finish the project or take the exam or write the paper. But it is, like you said, a vicious cycle. And I have to tell you a statistic here at Boston University. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a quiz. Okay. Because I know you were here, but you were here 100 years ago. Um, BU is 1.5 miles from Kenmore all the way down. And you tell me, Elizabeth Ward, how many coffee shops are on the BU campus? In yeah. the 1.5 mile yes. stretch? Yep. How many coffee shops? 13. 15. <gasps> I was close. 15. The margin of error there was good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a whole new thing, these coffee shops. Mm-hmm. And these coffee shops are like, there's one on campus here that has a fireplace. I mean, I I just, I wanted to move my whole office down there because <laughs> it's got like a roaring fireplace, you know, yeah. and the place is packed. Mm-hmm. With people and laptops and coffee. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about, this is an interesting uh, statistic because I had had read that a third of coffee drinkers drink it, pick out their coffee at coffee shops. Like they're not brewing it so much at home. I mean, this whole shop thing. So tell me about that. So are they staying and drinking their coffee in the coffee shops? Because I do see that a lot. I see they're in their pajamas. Yeah. So uh, they are staying very long. Well, I, you know, I think that, okay, I'm going to get philosophical here because I don't, you know, know that there's a right answer to this question. But I think that in our kind of crazy technological world, still ordering a cup of coffee and sitting with people. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. with one person, maybe you're with a crowd, maybe even you're by yourself on your laptop, you're still with people. And there's something about coffee or even a hot cup of tea and sitting with people that's really, really important. And I think that's why people like it. You know, uh, I was in, uh, lucky enough to be in Italy last summer. And, yes, you know, I know. Uh, the uh, trip you didn't take me. Okay. Okay. I, we'll talk about okay. that later. Don't do this on air. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, coffee in Italy. Oh. Is like but they they are exactly what you say. They come. They sit. They talk with their people. I mean, there's a coffee shop in every corner, and but it's a bonding atmosphere. It's really unbelievable. It is bonding. That's a perfect word. Even if you go in and you have a quick, um, you know, shot as of espresso mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something at that you're standing at the bar, you don't take it out, right? Mm-hmm. No, right. I mean, right. you don't you take sit. it and run. You sit, 
And I think there's something to that. It's like family meals. You know, family meals are very different when you're sitting and actually talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so that, I see these, you know, 15 coffee shops. And then I did some homework, and, and I found out that the average American spends over $1,000 a year on coffee. Is that too much? <laughs> Well, it's that or a Gucci bag. What do you want? You can't have both. <laughs> you know, it's it's one or the other. But isn't that interesting? And I I think that that number for college students is is low. If there's 15 uh, coffee shops uh, on there. So I think that there's a lot of money being, you know, uh, discretionary income going to coffee. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There are other places to get caffeine in your diet. And besides coffee, but what, what are the foods have caffeine in it? Well, tea, of course, um, soft drinks, you know, Mountain Dew and and other um, Pepsi and Mm -hmm. and Coke and things. The energy shots, of course. Can you talk about this? Yes. Because I I have my thoughts on this, but I don't want to put them into your head or voice. Go ahead. Well, it's not that they have a tremendous amount of caffeine because they're small. I mean, they're like two ounces, two and a half ounces, but it's the number of shots that people are doing. So, you know, my thoughts about energy shots are don't do them. You know, I'm not a big fan because, you know, we're talking about the benefits of coffee and we're saying it's a really complex thing. I know people don't always like to drink coffee. They don't like the taste of it. So they go for the caffeine in other ways, but I think you can be, you can get yourself into a, a real hole here. First of all, it's expensive, but you know, an occasional energy shot isn't gonna hurt you, but it's probably gonna like really pump you up, you know, temporarily. But I think, you know, the excessive amounts that you may get into like around finals time, you know, around midterms, or just trying to juggle, work, like we're saying, work and studies, you can get really, you can get into a hole and you can really uh, disturb your sleep. Right, there is the American Academy of Pediatrics mm-hmm. has come out against because the, the little people are drinking these shots yes. they are, the people in middle school and high school and this is and, and the dangers of this is you, you have a cup of coffee it's hot so you sip it but a shot is a shot and so if you're doing multiple shots in right. little people's bodies right uh, and you know young adults that is the point where because you can get is it affect your heart rate and blood pressure yes, and right and it can affect a growing child like middle schoolers that you're talking about their cardiovascular system their nervous system mm-hmm. we just don't know what the effects are going to be right so, right right and they are there, there's incidents where they've gone to the emergency room. Oh, the emergency room visits for college students yeah. who oh. mix energy drinks with alcohol. Oh, no. Is through yeah. the roof. Okay, okay. You know, I have to tell you something. You know, I, I teach here, and I um, we do a whole lecture on alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this just like coffee, there are some positive benefits to alcohol, sure. you know, at moderation and, you know, whatever, appropriately consumed. Uh, but anyway, I put up, Liz, I put up this picture of a bartender mixing alcohol with an energy drink, like mixing it and pouring it same t- simultaneously in there. And I put up this picture in the class, and I say to the students, if I ever see you doing this, drinking energy drinks with alcohol, you are so grounded, <laughs> you know. And they laugh. They laugh and say, "Look at my, look at my look at my face." Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, you are so grounded. Uh-huh. And explain to them why this is so unbelievably dangerous. Well, I mean, the, probably the biggest reason is because when you combine 
alcohol with an energy drink, it's much harder to tell how the alcohol is affecting you. So you can be just as impaired drinking this combination, which goes down, I think, more easily um, than a lot of alcohol. And y- your reaction time is, can be just as slow. Your coordination can be just as off as if you were drinking just an alcoholic drink, like a cocktail mm. or a beer. So it, it kind of masks what's going on with the alcohol. And that has landed a lot of uh, college-age students in the emergency room. Right, right, because they, they are way over-intoxicated because, you know, you would have been dizzy or you know, uh, and, and feeling it and stop drinking, but mm-hmm. you just keep drinking. So mm-hmm. it, it that is by far the worst. I mean, that I don't know where that came. Who came up with that dumb I idea? I don't know, but it's been going on yeah. ever since Red Bull came yeah. out, which yeah. was ages ago. Um, I remember bartenders, you know, mixing the two things. That's right. And that's, that's what, 20 right. years yeah. ago? Yeah, I, I, that's just incomprehensible to me, but I just... And know. how does it taste? I, I don't know, but we're, we're not, we're not going to find out. That I can tell you right now. So it sounds like, Miss Elizabeth Ward, Miss Java, USA, mm-hmm. um, you know, coffee is um, okay, I guess, in moderation. For it is okay in moderation if you're okay with the caffeine. Mm-hmm. If you're not okay with the caffeine for whatever reason, you try decaf. If you don't like coffee, don't drink it. Right, right. You don't have to. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, now I realize, you know, a thousand compounds in it, all these wonderful things, and, and moderation can help, you know, with your health. And as we started saying, that could be a way to get milk in yes. your diet. Well, we do have to watch out for, I would imagine, because we, you and I are just uh, drinking coffee right now with milk in it. But you could go to these coffee shops and you can get these Cafe Mucka Mucka Lucalacas. And, you know, tell us about the calories in that. Well, I mean, a lot of coffee drinks. I mean, you can still get a latte with, you right, know, made right, with right, skim milk and right. put a little bit of sugar in it. Right. I do put sugar right. in my coffee. But, you, you know, these drinks, and especially because of their size and the whipped cream and the made with the full, you know, full fat milk and all the sugar in the shots, you could be talking four or 500 calories wow. easily, especially around the, the holidays when they have the, you know, special drinks. Like, just, it's just crazy. Um, also, they're very expensive. Mm. And so you really, you talk about racking up money, you right. know, on coffee. That's really going to do yeah. it. But, um, you know, and, and the other thing is you want to be careful about the sugar also in the energy drinks as well. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because, you know, a 16-ounce one could have um, 13 teaspoons of, sh- of added sugar. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, the 16, like the monster. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're drinking one of those. Now, it's not a shot, so you're not getting... Yeah. You know, because it's diluted and it's in a bigger volume, but it's you're also getting, you know, that many teaspoons so of sugar. Like caffeine on sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Bad combo. Bad combo. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss Elizabeth Wood, I want to thank you for having coming into the spot on studio today and drinking all this coffee with me. And that's why um, uh, we're a little bit perkier than normal when we give this episode. <laughs> Usually it's the end of the day and we're kind of dragging, but we are very perky right very now. Perky. Very perky. Very perky. I want to thank you again, Elizabeth Wood, for being on Spot On. Thank you for having me. Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. 
Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salgy Blake. And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?